0: The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858
1: 858. Welcome and good morning to the SA Betfair Edge. Well, as normal Miles Fitzner with you and I'm joined in studio as always by the lovely superstar of the turf here in South Australia, Claire Lindop. Claire, thank you for coming. Good morning, Miles. Hey, we had a reasonable day.
2: Well, I don't know about reasonable for me. All my layers of the days just keep winning. We're going
1: to get to <laughs> – we'll, we'll start with that. We'll start, Big show coming up, by the way, too. We're going to be joined by Grant Young uh, a little bit later, obviously, with uh, what happened with Exalted uh, Traveller. exalted Traveller yesterday. and Crystal Bishop. What a story. If you saw that at Balaclava, absolute – like, it was just awesome. And we'll chat to him about that and some of his horses running around. And we'll also be joined by Adam Mintz. We'll run through and do the this week's card at Morfordville uh, Parks. Eight races there. A, uh, but we'll go back to last week. So we'll start with, uh, what are we going to start with? Let's start with my best. So this is what happened here. turned for home and then Soul
3: Fire and Columbia. Rain Moth quickly ranged up to Mr. Hamilton, but Octane is cooking with gas down the middle and Octane with Soul Fire They're after Rain Moth. Octane raced up, hit the lead with Rain Moth who fights strongly, but Octane has Rain Moth's measure and Octane will go on and win again.
2: Great ride run by Octane and good ride by Kayla. And Rain Moth, too. Uh, Chantelle Jolly did say good each way, fresh bet. So if anyone was listening to her tips last she week She did. Well. She was
1: all about the Moth, too. And yeah. we we're all on Octane. Octane probably going to go to Melbourne now. Uh, and what, what, four of last five, one, one week, uh, I think that one bad week where it was about a dollar forty pop and got rolled. But super horse, super horse. We were all on it. Well, I was certainly on it. But there's a couple of things I want to bring up. Now let's go through these. So this is one thing. This is what you said last week.
2: I'm actually going to go for my lay of the day, race one, number three. You're laying... Bert Whistle.
1: No. <laughs> well, actually, yes, because if you're laying Burt Whistle, then that means if you go on form four from four, you'd beat with laying.
2: Well, I think we've heard from Adam Mitz that we think he's um, under the odds at the moment, so I think he's worth a lay of the day.
1: So Claire's curse went on, <laughs> the lay of the
3: day. Well, then this happened, Claire. As they spin the bend, 400 meters out in the first, and Corron now pushed on. He's given full bore. Al Carney's got within a neck. The outside of Von Costa Glass is running a race. Classy Joe's emerging down the, well, the middle. The door's closed. Bert Whistle's looking for room. She's not accelerating that quickly. The door closed as well. And Exalted Ruth wider out. Exalted Ruth sweeping up. Bert Whistle got through now. Bert Whistle. Exalted Ruth. Bert Whistle's racing fabulously and wins again.
1: Oh, another ride by Kayla. That was a double. Burt Whistle into Octane,
2: brilliant, brilliant win from Bert Whistle. got to admit, it was great. Oh,
1: it was great. <laughs> yeah. T- the I, don't, I
2: don't know if the boys uh, over in Melbourne, David Taggart, um, might have backed well, it again. They
1: normally. So I was listening in. They did the same thing. They were like, "Oh, yep, Miles is going to Texas when this wins." And and look, they've been they've laid in a bit those fellas into S-E-N me track. Essie and track, David Taggart and Jack Heverin and the team. They lay in each week, but. Yeah, they, uh, they've had a bit of a go on Burt Whistle, but you're, like, firstly, let's mention, that's your fourth lay of the... <laughs> that's your fourth lay in a row.
2: Oh, come on, my, my values are getting up.
1: fair who we do this show with, they're absolute... They're frothing on you at the moment, oh, Claire yeah, not. Come it, on,
2: back to my values. Let's go back to... Every, my
1: la- every lay. But... it's David Taggart, this, he's, a, he's a, a superstar of the turf. I've got a
2: story for David, about David Taggart.
1: You've got a story about David yeah. Taggart.
2: So talking about, also, we're just talking about um, horses, South Australian horses racing at Mooney Valley this Saturday as well. We'll get to that. But just thinking about jockeys traveling over, and I'm not sure whether they'll do that now with the COVID situation. But um, 2004, I was riding at the Cranbourne Cup Day for Liam McDonald. I think I had three or four rides in the day. And, and uh, there's very rarely other female jockeys in the rooms back then. So I had to be very prepared and... Um, being a lightweight jockey, I have about three or four pairs of jockey race boots, all different all different weights. Um, you know, some with a thin sole, some with a heavier sole, and that makes them up a bit heavier. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So, but going to Melbourne, my bag, I thought better cut down what I'm what I'm taking. So I only grabbed one pair of boots, or so I thought. So when I turned up at Cranbourne, I had two right boots,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I didn't have a pair.
1: You've grown two right <laughs> boots and trimmed it. Oh, yeah. don't tell me tags comes into this somehow.
2: Well, I, yeah, I was desperate. I thought, oh, can I just put the right foot on the wrong side? Because they're made to shape and, like, you know, like ballet slippers, um, I couldn't even get it on my left foot. So, of course, I went to the jockey's room, the boys' room. There's no other girls there. And I was like, has anyone got a pair of spare boots? But I couldn't into them because I was, um, you know, quite short and stocky. Um, and most of the boys are really, really tall and skinny. and the tiniest calves. I couldn't into their boots. Oh,
1: so their boots were too skinny for you to get them on.
2: But there was one jockey whose boots fit me. Thank God. Guess who it was?
1: It was David Taggart. Yes. Are you serious?
2: Yeah. Got me out of a hole there, David Taggart. Um, so,
1: well, he would have had the big the calves, calves there. Oh, the big, thick, juicy calves down in.
2: Super mean this story. Super,
1: but... Superstar jockey. Well, I might have just looked up some of the stats and tags that day. He had four rides that day, not even a full book. It was group, you know, how many group ones? He tells everyone all the time. He only had the four rides that day. Closest he finished was fourth. You had a uh, what two or three rides yeah. that day. I think the closest the, you got was fourth. Well, I,
2: did, I remember it very, very clear, clearly because I horse I rode, Pitinski, you should have won. I got beaten one point two in, in um, the Cranbourne Sprint and should have won. And but Dame Belter, ran super, and she was probably the the story that got me going. Dame Belter. So
1: well, you know, it's, it's go uh, go.
2: The, and Honigurem won the Cup, of course.
1: Tags as boots have they <laughs> jinxed you. You've <laughs> jumped into the big coffee big meaty. Jockey boots, if to pack packed two rods, oh, that'd well. <laughs> be just sweat pouring down it. Well,
2: I don't know whether people be able to borrow gear at the moment with the COVID situation.
1: Probably not, yeah. but anyway, but tags is—they've th- all got laid into me about boot whistle over there. Those boys, and and they've they did their money on their punters club. Hopefully, they got on on the weekend and then back Manzala on Scoob's advice. But uh, yeah, they've uh, had a bit of fun. But geez, that's a good story. Yeah. Tags have borrowed nice. his boots good far guy. out. Good guy. Hey, uh, Very funny. hey, the main race, the Lightning. Uh, you went really well there. Streetcar Stranger, your value bet runs second at. $16.80.
2: We ran a super race. Um, Paul Gatt rode it well, rode for luck on the fence and looked like he was going to follow uh, Beren Vorster through on um, McAvoy's Just Serene. Um, but, yeah, down the outside, weren't we, wasn't that impressive win by yep.
1: Parlophone? and this is what happened.
3: Have a look at Parlophone unwinding down the middle. It's in front, Just Serene, but Parlophone, Parlophone is light on her feet today and steamed away to take the lightning stakes.
1: Parlophone, brilliant. I swear Brett said Thalophone, but Parlophone. But, um, uh, Great right, ride right from Jess Eaton. Yeah, super. She wrote a double on the day, too, like Manzala into Parlophone. Just Serene played up really badly behind the mm. gates and then ran a super race. I thought yeah. there's a lot of ability in.
2: She's one to follow, but her manners are letting her down for yeah.
1: sure. Streetcar Stranger, though, you were all over it. David Jolly, yeah, it was the right value. sixteen eighty a place. I think Benny, one of the producers here at SEN, he laid into Burt Whistle yeah. and laid into Streetcar Stranger. So. Uh, good on him. Hey, um, uh, the Lightning w- was a, a good race, and we've got a, f- a few other things that we want to talk about um, today as well. We're back to the parks track. Yes. Leader us again.
2: Well, the rail's out three metres from the 1,000th winning post. Um, the track is currently rated a soft five, but with no rain around, it might race a little bit better than that. Um, so hopefully it's going to race a little bit more evenly, um, and small fields perhaps it won't be quite so leader-dominated. But, yeah, always be wary uh, when you're doing the for Moorfield Parks, watch out for horses that um, like the track. Yeah, and... and an
1: interesting day too, though, because we've only got we've got one benchmark 82 race, three benchmark 72s, 64 or 58, and two maidens. It's not like we're just starting to see now some of the quality horses. And you mentioned about them going to Melbourne. I think Birt going to go to Melbourne. Octane's gone. We've got, there's a bear in there, Dexalation. They're both running at Mooney Valley. So race two, there's a bear in there. 2 dollars and five, the current price at the moment. We need the little play school jingle to... <laughs> Play with that, don't we?
2: We do, yeah. Do. It's a nice horse, it's a good name, actually, well-named. So, yeah, we're watching that one, and they've got Race 6, Exhalation. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: well, should have won last, uh, maybe, but uh, $12.340. I mean, I'm all about that. i will be watching that one. Yep.
2: And then two of Calvin and Tony McAvoy's running there. The after their pr-
1: After their Premiership win. Absolutely, that's um, it here. And so uh, $3.50 winning partner in Race 8 and $2.70 hypersonic. Hey, another partnership announcement, I'm not sure whether or not, I just heard the other day that Jason and Sue Yentz are going into a training partnership.
2: That's right, so it's Jason's, son's, so, J- Jason's no, son. Jason's Sue's son. Yeah. Jason is now a training partnership with Sue. That's used to catch
1: the school bus. Jason's been doing it for a long time, but we could call it the school bus together. We played footy together at Colby Bowlight for three or four years, lost a grand final to Panola. Jason and he's got another brother, Ray, there to help out. They're doing a hell of a job. Just missed the... country premiership by one win to Sue Murphy too, didn't they?
2: Yeah, so they'll be one to watch this season. I think partnerships are saying to be the way to go. And
1: Sam Freeman and Anthony freeman they've just announced too.
2: We've just mentioned um, that Crystal Bishop retired as a, as a jockey yesterday and now has her first day as a trainer in partnership with John Dunn on Saturday. Hey,
3: Well, this is what happened yesterday. We've actually got a grab. Finding something. 300 metres to go. Still clear from Splash Some Cash. No joy. Would have thought so. Then Andaz. Inside the 200. Crystal Bishop still rides hard on Exalted Traveller who's tiring, would have thought so, and splashed some cash. But it's a perfect moment for Crystal
1: Bishop. Go, girl. You could, Crystal Bishop wins. You can hear her mum in the background, wasn't she, just screaming.
2: Oh, it was perfect. Um, and I have to say, I did have a little chuckle myself when Jason Holder out wide well, looked like he was going to go for his 100th winner. On, on the would line. have thought so. <laughs> At the end of the day. But I think even Jason would have been very happy for Crystal Bishop.
1: They were saying, yes. Terry and James, yesterday, and um, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Crystal Bishop when we talk to Grant, but... They'll say Terry and James that Stubby got on 99 three weeks ago at yeah. the Balaclava meeting and he's had it's, – it's, and James actually said, quote, it's not like he's been caught at the non-strikers' end like he had a few cracks the at got it. To him. He's the, saying he well, wanted to choke? I don't know. It'd be interesting <laughs> to talk to him about it, but I'm not sure. Well, actually, I'm...
2: I do think that Jason doesn't necessarily always handle pressure that well, and I reckon he might come out this Saturday fired up and start the season mm. with some winners.
1: Well, shall t- t- we do a little mm. season prediction then? Who, who do you who are we looking for next season, jockey wise? Who's going to be in the mix? We'll go. We'll start with you. We'll do the jockey first. I'll ask you on that. We'll uh, just... Or a couple to come like storming through, and then we'll maybe talk about a. Um, uh, like the trainers?
2: Well, sticking with um, the Metropolitan Jockeys Premiership, I mean, hats off to Todd. He's had a fantastic season. Um, you know, Rose Fru- first group won uh, last year and then he backed up again with the Adelaide Carnival, another group won, so he's flying. But I've got to say that I think the COVID situation with the weights going up actually enhanced his chances this year. That's why he actually excelled so well. Uh, and I actually think Baren Vorster will win the Jockeys Metropolitan Jockeys Premiership this year, obviously being tied to... Um, a Tony McAvoy, Calvin McAvoy stable helps as well. But, but
1: but even with that, the McAvoys have said too that they're setting up the Ballarat base, so they'll probably have less runners.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. But I don't know. I mean, Beren lost uh, four months of the year this year with the broken collarbone. So um,
1: oh, maybe, yeah, maybe true. on three
2: weeks, three months, sorry. So yeah, it's interesting. So
1: Barron will win the premiership yep. for the jockeys.
2: Because Kayla runs second, but traditionally apprentices after um, their first year as a senior. Don't can, get as many. Don't get as many winners. So, But be good challenge for Kayla to really stick it out and see how she goes
1: um, I'm thinking one of the apprentices I want to keep an eye on is, um, young Opperman. He's just Jamie. starting to, Jamie's, Jacob,
2: your pardon? Jacob,
1: yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> Jacob, um, he's just starting to get a few rides and, and, and looking all right. So he's, I just want to keep an eye on. Look, it, Jess I, Eaton, maybe. Yeah. And she Jess Eaton, to, I think Jess Eaton soap? still with the, with the, um, with the claim and then she'll write out her claim here and get, she'll get a lot more rides because obviously Kayla, and a few of them have come out. I reckon that Jess Eaton will give the premiership a full-blown nudge. There you go. That's my prediction. Training yeah, both,
2: ranks. Both apprentices and senior. Yep. I, I, wow. Well, young,
1: young Opperman's going to get a, a fair more of a crack. I, I, you know, he'll be a he apprentice might not be of the be
2: riding year. the Metro this, this season. No, but Jess Eaton's
1: year, my prediction. She's going to come. I think Todd and, and Ryan will still be up the top there and Baron. But... Um, what yeah, about
2: Jason? He might come out punching again. He guess might guess.
1: just come out. Well, you put the moz on him and you called it. But, uh, <laughs> hey, another couple of quick things. Hugh Bowman just got six weeks for Yeah, that, interesting
2: oh. one. Um, I mean, it's hard to say when we haven't seen the steward's footage of the head-on. Uh, there was some conversation around the horse that he went to go around, moved out as he attempted that manoeuvre, oh, but it didn't look pretty. I don't think so. But on a better note, um, Calvin and Tony McAvoy—a new incentive from from their stables.
1: Yes, a new incentive for them. Um, They—it's a buy beanie now. It, it's you can buy the McAvoy Mitchell Racing beanies to support the Thoroughbred Racing uh, SA initiative um, for uh, equine uh, welfare research and event sponsorship for retired racehorses. So no doubt organised by John Cornell now that he's gone into the equine welfare role. So you can buy a beanie, a McAvoy Mitchell Racing beanie for ten dollars. And the proceeds are donated to the TRSA Welfare Initiatives, which is all the equine welfare research event sponsorship, retired racehorses. You can buy them at locosportswear.com.au.
2: Something I'm very passionate about is horse welfare and, and supporting the racehorses in their um, their next stage of their career. So it's a fantastic incentive and really pleased to see that we're doing more
1: in South Australia. Hey, Claire, we could chat all day like this. But on the other side of the break, we're going to catch up with Grant Young. He's got a few horses uh, running around that we want to talk about and talk more about Crystal Bishop and that win at Balaclava on Wednesday. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair. The Home of Lay Betting. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. 858 858 And as always, gamble responsibly.
0: The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for BetFair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858
1: Welcome back to the SA BetFair Edge. Miles Fitzner and Claire Lindop with you as always. Thanks to BetFair, the Home of Lay Betting. Been good supporters of us BetFair and I've been going okay with the Betfair lately we with laying a few. Especially not well not your lays anyway, clear the, <laughs> <laughs> the way they're running, four lays of the day for four wins. hey oh, hey, we've got to keep the show moving, but we're joined on the line now by uh, I reckon absolute gun trainer and like all-round good guy. and we saw that um, with a Wednesday at, at Balaclava and we're joined on the line by, of course, uh, by Grant Young. Grant, thanks for joining us. Uh, no worries, guys. How are
2: you? Hi Grant. Well, thank you. Uh, fantastic good. to see uh, Exotic Traveller win the last at Balaclava during the week.
4: Yeah, look, well, you couldn't have uh, probably scripted it any better for um for Crystal. Um, uh, she's a hard worker and deserves um, deserves a, a good send off, and um, just glad to be part of it.
1: Grant, I just want to ask you because they were talking about well, she spoke in the interviews and saying that it was set up and wanted to give her a winner. Did you like? It just sounds like something that you really planned and put together for her because you said oh. off air that she well, she hadn't ridden a winner for you before, and then you've gone, you know, I'll give you a horse in good nick, and I'll give you a winner on your on your on your last day.
4: Yeah, look, I, I, Miles. I, I thought the horse was, um, was was going actually okay. he had been out for a long spell, and he'd only had the two runs back, and um, uh, he'd done a fair bit of pre-training before I got him. And um, uh, his uh, last run at daughter, I think it was. He um, he ran quite well. He overdid overdid it early, and um, uh, still battled on quite well. He had company. I think the the, the horse that went with him ran last, and, and he still ran fourth. Um, he trained on really good. So the, the animal's got a fair bit of ability. He's just um he just needed a good good rest and he got that and um uh he was fifty four kilos. I was actually speaking to a jockey earlier in the day and um um she couldn't make the weight and I said the horse is flying and um just happened to come across um Crystal and overheard her say that her last day was on the on the Wednesday and so I um I immediately sort of approached her and, and said, Look, I reckon I've got a horse that can they can win for you on on wednesday and it'd be um be good to make it happen and uh, obviously i didn't know it was going to be the last race and her last ride but
1: as it as it turned out it turned out that way and um um yeah good stuff well mate you've definitely got the good bloke of the year award because everyone's just like this is a great, you just keep her the greatest thing ever people i've spoken to have all been like how hey, a good a blokes grant young for for doing that but it was actually also a super ride she rated the horse mm. out in front beautifully. And and Stubby, we've just been talking earlier, Stubby was trying pretty hard because he had to get his 100th on Would have thought so. Look, he's pulling out all stops to get his 100th for the season. So there was a little bit in that race. Yeah,
4: Yeah, there was. Yeah. And and look, uh, if you watch uh, Jason's ride on on his horse, it was a peach. Uh, Give it every possible chance. But yeah, look, obviously my horse was, um, uh, well, he's fully wound up. Don't worry about that. He was ready, ready to go. And It was
2: was too good. Yeah, Crystal Smile said it all. It was fantastic. And, Grant, you're actually quite good at that. Um, Sometimes, you know, your horses might not have uh, traditional form, which you think you might pick it um, out of the form guide, but you know your horses so well and you often will say to a jockey, don't worry about its form. I think this is ready to go. And and often you're right. And um, this past season we're just talking about um, the premierships and you've run second again on the Provincial Training Premiership. You've been second a couple of years now to um, the Tony and Calvin McAvoy, which obviously have... A lot more horses running around. Um, I know that you had a little bit of a health scare earlier on this season, and, and you're back going well now, and and looking to maybe this 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 coming season to give them another shake. Is, would that be fair to say?
4: Yeah, that's right, Claire. Look, it, it's a um, like we've had a fairly frustrating year. Look, all right, we I obviously had the uh, uh, the, op, the last operation to to sort of put myself put me back together again, and. Um, so that's obviously taken up a little bit of um, my time, and uh, I've got I've got great staff. Claire, as you know, it's um, it's a team effort, and um, I've got some really good people behind me. That, that you know, there's a couple that are learning, and and they've uh, switched on to it fairly well, and they like to win. Um, yeah, look, we've we've um, we've had a lot of seconds uh, this year, and uh, that's been been quite frustrating. You know, it's um, I think we've had seventy odd seconds. You turn half of those into into yeah. winners, and um, and, and so, you know, the, it, it reads a lot different, obviously. And um, so, look, uh, yeah, this, this year, this new season, anyway, we've had a, a, lot, a lot of young horses that um, have been broken in, had a prep and then gone back out. Now they're back in again. And, and then, obviously, there was a few younger ones that raced uh, during the year and they've all had a nice rest and they're, they're ready to sort of uh, start coming in. And um, so hopefully, you know, this year will be a, a lot different from last year.
1: Grant, speaking of the seconds, I reckon your stables you've got some good horses kicking around at the moment. And I reckon you can give that provincial a proper nudge. The seconds, I want to ask you about a couple of horses, Exalted Ambition and Exalted Ruth. Um, they've obviously been right in the mix, but there's been some horses kicking around maybe that just keep knocking them off. Maybe one of Daryl Dodson's. About Burt Whistle, maybe one of Daryl <laughs> Dodson's in Bert particular. <laughs> <laughs> Bert
4: Whistle is giving me a hard time. I looked at Daryl Dodson the other day, actually. I said I've had enough of you. Um he's given me a given me a um short back in size a couple of times or oh, three times I think now and uh uh Ruth look she's racing really well. She's a pretty tough mare when when you get her right. I think she was just a fraction heavy um her first few runs and uh, now she's um, she looks at her fighting weight and um so once she, once she's up and going as a rule she's she's pretty hardy horse. Um and we never had her out to two thousand metres uh, last prep so She's um, showing me that she's she's got a bit of scope there too, so that's good. Ambition. He, he's actually gone gone to the paddock now, so we won't be seeing him for a little while. He'll have a good good probably four months rest and um and then a slow build up. He'll start his work out the farm and then and and then then get back into it. Um, yeah, but yeah, Burt whistles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Give me the short back of the size a few times. Yeah, well, I, and, uh, I've
1: got on very good authority that I don't think Burt was going to be around for a little bit. I think they're taking it to Melbourne, um, <laughs> Grants. so hopefully what? there's a race or two. Daryl might have told me after the race that, that you'd, you'd sort of told him that he can leave now. So I thought I'd have to bring that up with you.
4: That's good. Um, look, it's, uh, it's obviously a good horse, and uh, Mr. Dodson, he's a... Fantastic horseman, um, and um, when he says, you know, I actually asked him after the the first time it beat me. I hadn't seen it for a while. It had a had an injury and and whatnot, and uh, it was his uh, first win back when it when it managed to roll ambition. And um, he said to me that it, you know, I, I can actually remember the horse was was low flying before the injury, and, uh, and he's got a fairly big opinion of the animal, and um, so so you know that's that's heartening in a way. Um, doesn't change the result, but it's heartening <laughs> oh, in a way. <laughs> very
2: good Well, we might um, ask you about your runners this Saturday at Moorfordville Parks you've got um, a Star of Monsoon in race 3 1000 metre race
4: yeah look he's a funny horse he can um, he can pop up and run a run a real good race and uh, as you've seen last week he, he ran pretty ordinary. I actually watched it live on the on the rail last week and he was swishing his tail quite badly and we've had trouble with him um, getting down on his bumpers and um, I worked him on the Thursday morning on the synthetic and maybe he um uh, he, might have, he, didn't, he didn't mark himself, but he may have touched on it. I don't normally work him in synthetic. I normally take him out the scrub where it's a bit softer. Um, and so he might have touched. And so he did swish his tail the whole out the straight and um, didn't, didn't, to me, look, look like he wanted to fully let down. So we've just changed things around a little bit with shoeing and whatnot this week. And, um, okay, he's, he's got the ability. We know that. It's just a matter of whether he wants to bring it.
2: Could okay, see so could see an improved running. Race four, you've got two cool. runners, Magnus Mann and Karaoke Express.
4: Um, Kariak Express, uh, pretty poor, poor form. Um, did hit, ha- did actually hit the line okay at, uh, Gula. Tegan Vorham wrote him and reported back to me and said, geez, he's going to be, going to be pretty good, uh, a pretty good ride in a 2,400 metre race. So we've gone a 2,200 with him. Um uh, pretty skinny sort of race for a 72. It's, it's come up a little bit weaker than, than what we expected. And, um, so, look, he's, he's probably going to be a, if we ride in the same and he runs the same, you know, he, he, he could, could fall into a hole somewhere. And um Magnus man was uh yeah, look he was good, depending on what we're dropping. Um he's taken taken a bit of time to um sort of work him out a little bit as so He he's up to work wasting out a little bit, I think. He's fairly highly strung little bugger and um just wants to overdo things. He look, he he won well the other day but he still to my eye he, he still wanted to, to tug a little bit in, in running uh, for a while and um hopefully he can he can take a bit of confidence out of Wednesday. And he's trained on really good. He looked um, looked really energetic this morning. And um, so, yeah, look, he he should run well in that race.
1: Claire seems to think that Stubby might start the season with a bit of a bang. or have got a point to prove. So if you're jumping well, on that, i Magnus. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll yeah, see how we go. Miles. Hey, mate, race five, be okay. It's a horse that... Um, it seems to be around the mark and running well a lot of the time. It's sort of probably similar to to some of the horses you got at the moment. What what uh, what are you thinking to be okay on Saturday?
4: Yeah, look, he looked really good this morning. Uh, we just changed him up a little bit and took him for a hand walk, and he he came back and um, he was pretty full of himself. He's he's been very consistent. In the Horse, I think. Um, I think he he's only run run badly for me twice. Uh, big big eating horse. He he's that that hasn't changed. He's still eating very well and. Um, yeah, we're just going into it probably a little bit, trying to go into it a little bit fresher. Look, he's, I think it's his third week straight, but it could be fourth week straight, he's gone. So um, he's doing a really good job for the owners, and um, look, he'll give you a good look, I'm sure.
1: Hey, uh, well, it's currently 750 and 250 in the market. I might have a little nibble there. Grant, I've always wanted to ask you do you have a lot of horses? They're always like super fit. You've got horses that like on the tempo. Is that something that is that to do with a lot of your horses and the owners and the style of racing that it sort of once you've got horses up, you sort of keep them ticking over, sort of less work but more work in, in the running? Is that, you know, yeah. I'm sort of interested yeah. in your sort of style because it seems to work and work quite well
4: yeah look um I think they're a little bit like us um, once you're fit you you can't fill the cup cup up um too much because once it's full, it's full um so you just sort of got to keep keep them happy and as long as they're eating and they're <clears throat> and they're healthy and as far as on on speed look if they're fit, they can race on speed um and and probably keep going um you know we, we don't always do that, but yes uh, you know there's there's probably obviously there's lot of uses that that like to be fairly handy um but yeah, as far as um longevity i suppose you could say you could just keep them happy and um as long as they're eating I'm, you know if they're eating i'm happy and um yeah make sure that the, the animal's happy
1: oh just one last one and then we'll let you go the Morfordville parks track is that where do you sort of go to those we talk about it a lot here about sort of the on-pace bias of that track and the camber is that something that sort of yeah or you always look at and, and talk to your jockeys about about positioning at the Morfordville parks track is it something that sort of i always look at and go geez if you're in a bad spot sometimes there, sort of—it's almost game over.
4: Yeah, it's obviously not, You know, well, recently it's been been on pace. It can be a bit funny than in other days. It can, you know, you can race the other way too. Um, look, I, I, I basically I don't really try and nail no, my, my jockeys down with too many instructions. And I think you've got to go by feel a fair bit. And you know, obviously on the parts you've got to be positive. Um, but then it's up to the up to the rider to be able to um, adjust to how the animal's going and. Um, is you get get good riders on, and generally they do, do the right thing for
2: you. Yeah, one of the reasons I used to like riding a lot for you, Grant. Actually, I think it's very easy as a. Obviously, you've been out there and done that. It's been very good to, to speak to you about tactics, and I've enjoyed that. So, um, yeah, thank you for joining us this morning. And, and best luck. of
1: luck with the premiership because we're 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 all on and about you're the best bloke in South Australian racing at the moment, Grant. <laughs> after what you after what you did on Wednesday, so we'll keep that rolling. Good luck Saturday. Thanks, Miles. Grant Young, there, like he is the best bloke in SA racing at the moment. Absolutely super what he did there with Crystal Bishop and and how it all planned out in the fairy tale and like he, he does, he's stable, his horses back up and go really well and and sort of I, I don't mind it, I it quite is. like it. You sort of they're almost real honest.
2: His young apprentice too, Sophie Logan. We didn't actually mention that she's running really well at the moment as well. So, Absolute, Good little team,
1: absolutely super. Well, on the other side of this, we're going to get to Adam Mintz uh, and run through the eight races in a little bit more detail at Morvenville Parks. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly.
0: The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call
1: 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner and Claire Lindop with you. Well, it's my favourite time of the show, Claire. It's always my favourite time of the show where we run through the card, courtesy of Betfair, of course, and we chat to Adam Mintz.
2: Hear from the expert.
1: Hear from the expert. On the line, we're joined by Adam himself. Adam, thanks for joining us. Hey, how are you guys?
5: I'm not the one who backed the first two winners all
1: up on Saturday, though, am I? <laughs> so I reckon that. Let's just touch on that. I think you backed the first two winners all up. Oh, yeah, well, it's, it wasn't too <laughs> bad. Uh, Burt Whistle into Manzala on, uh, on Saturday. Adam, yes. how, how did you find them? Um, no, I, uh, Stayed I, out.
5: Backed, I reckon I back one winner. I backed down the
1: yeah.
5: couple Yeah. A couple of hard luck stories. Nasifa, I think probably should have gone close and French rock. Just got badly, badly held up, but not the Analytica saved my day from being a blackout.
1: So. What did you make of the lightning too? Like when just Serene was playing up, I thought, gee, that's gonna be scratched. I actually had like quite a large bet into season Fly um, with yeah, about five others me. that um that did me in.
5: Yeah, um it was disappointing. Winner just super, super impressive. Oh, I just really impressed with that winner. Um but yeah, a few few went um uh, Sizzlefly didn't didn't produce, and uh, just serene. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's as not not as good as what they think it is.
2: The behaviour might have something to do with that. But, but it's it's still
1: yeah, when you yeah. spend a few links like that, playing up like that behind the barrier too, and it still ran third in a like in a reasonable race. Claire had Streetcar Stranger as her value bet at sixteen eighty, so she had a bit of a pocket fill up. Adam. Well,
5: well, it took it. Sort of followed just serene through, I think, off memory, yes, and took good ground off it. So, and it was the one that um, just off memory, what did it carry? Yeah, um, yeah,
2: it was the only three-year-old. In, uh, yeah, it uh, was sorry, yeah, the the, boy in the race. <laughs>
5: uh, it was the, the it carried fifty-nine. Mm. So, yeah, he'd be wrapped with that run, David Jolly, I think.
1: Yep, I bet he was. Well, I was certainly wrapped on the day too, but we'll talk about that another time. Hey, mate, let's move to the Parks. It's still one of those tracks on we've spoken about before that I get a little bit nervous on. Probably not the strongest race um, card that we've seen, and I think like quite a few tough races. We'll start with race one. Now, the three-year-old Maiden Plate. Now, the multiplier is out Um and it looked okay that trial form when it beat there's a bear in there which is two dollar favourite in Melbourne, and we'll get to that at the end of this. But the Chosen Blonde now the hot pot here, a dollar seventy five, second behind Celestine, which is obviously a really good horse.
5: Yeah, I didn't I didn't realise the multiplier was out because um I thought it would be the one to beat. But um yeah, no, the only I've had a look at all the jump outs and trials and um I'd be surprised if anything could beat Chosen Blonde.
2: Claire. I agree with you there, chosen Blonde, although I do think Jack one to keep an eye on for Karen Burns.
1: It was $2.80 into $1.75 now with that scratching of the multiplier. Jeez, I like that troll though, with there's a bear in there, and it'll be interesting to see how that went or where the horse pops up. Race mm. two, uh, the Olympian. First start here. Promoter first start as well. Support in betting promoter into $3. There's a couple of horses at the bottom, double blue and wife free zone that I sort of had a look at, but I'm actually interested to sit out of this race and just have a keep an eye on the betting with the Olympian and promoter.
5: Yeah, um, inter- really interesting race. Uh, the horse of um, Michael Heapmots that won yesterday, Pindaric, yeah.
1: um,
5: uh won really well. It and Promoter jumped out on the same day, on the 23rd at Murray Bridge. Uh, Promoter, they ran a second quicker, Promoter, uh, maybe ridden out a tiny bit more than Pindarick was. But taking a line through that, and the fact that um, TAB went up seven fifty Promoter, and within about two minutes it was five fifty. Within twenty seconds it was four dollars. Uh, I'd say, yeah, someone connected with the stable is very confident that Promoter will win this race. That's really um, good information, isn't it? I, yeah, it's surprising, but yeah, it was um, up there for under under three minutes, and the price was knocked off. Uh, twice, so that's yeah. Um, maybe they got a bit of com- a confidence after Pinderick won, sort of at uh, Ballack yesterday. I would have thought it probably, you know, the obvious is the Olympian, and on their uh, jump outs, I would have thought promoter
1: uh, hard to beat. Claire, your thoughts?
2: I did like Wife Free Zone probably each way. Uh, be cheering for John Dunn and Crystal Bishop. Ex Paddy Payne to um to get their first winner together as a as a trainer partnership, but um. I did Olympia Olympian will be hard to beat and that's good information around the four
1: yeah well it' just be fitted for that last one um the Olympian but yeah the promoter she's got smacked in all right we move on to race number three the chalk Hill handicap benchmark 82 over a thousand meters interesting race here my best is going to be in this race Pramavi the hero uh Adam second behind octane um you know hit the line well at Gawler. um yeah look Irish Mint well, obviously a good horse got lost up the straight at Flemington. Hard Rock Girl, you know, third to extra time. Interesting race, but I think Bramavi for Hero, which I have trouble saying every time, two seventy-five. I'm actually going to have a go. Um, I think that's about its
5: right price. They bet three seventy, and that wasn't there for long. Uh, it's really suited in this. There's good speed. It's drawn barrier One. It's got blinkers on. Um, I think Hard Rock Girl, um, which is about three thirty-three forty in early markets. That'll get right out. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone will have at that price. So I wouldn't expect for a Marvy to Hero to get back out. And I thought it was one to beat.
1: Clear.
2: I like Hard Rock Girl uh, in this race. I think it's had some very very good runs last prep. Again, in, um, some good races. Third to extra time. Um, I normally go with Irish Mint. It, it has. Won a couple of races when I picked it, but um, it's getting up in the weights now, so I was
1: going to go with Hard well, Rock Girl. Irish Mint's won its last two starts at the track too, which is an interesting mm-hmm. note. But yeah, Bramavri Br- for me, I still can't say it. Anyway, we'll move on. Race number four. Now, this is a race I found very, very hard to to try and put in, but I've I've gone with Disco Rebel. Um, it's been around the mark sometimes. It's run okay in some distance races and then sort of gone up and down in grade. Look, Month and Missile I couldn't make much of a case for. Our Carney, your last last start runs well, second up though. Three dollar thirty, not a bet for me. Uh, how did you find this one, Adam? Really
5: hard. Uh, Carney. I thought, disappointing last start. Really think it goes better being ridden quiet, quietly, uh, which I think it will be on Saturday. I think Disco Rebel needs sting out of the ground. I think we're probably going to race on a four. Uh, Venacious, if that's how you pronounce it, seems 360, seems too short for it. I, I won't be having a bit.
2: Tough race, I think, very even race. Um, Arkani... Now do you forgive its backing up, do you forgive its last start and um Caitlin Jones riding this race and it's probably a weaker race? Do you stick with it? I'll probably stick with it again.
1: Our Carney for Claire, right, we move on, race number five. Now a few interesting ones here. I've I've said before on this show that I don't rate the Silverhawk form line. It's just I'm not saying the horse is no good, but I've just I've got queries around Silverhawk. Look, perfect command, the trial look really good. Um, but not a noted winner. So I'm actually going with Danger Deal. Likes the track and distance. Fourth at Gawler in a competitive race. 4.20 seemed um, sort of okay for that. I had it marked a little bit shorter than that.
5: I found it really, really hard. I'm 6-1 to the field, um, and I've got nothing between a few of them. Danger Deal um, actually peaked last start with me. If it it can produce that run again, I think it's probably just first pick. Uh, This stage won't be having a bet. In, in that either
2: the only uh, call me Curtis I sort of thought might be one that goes forward if it found the front fluky chance of odds. I'm going to pick BOK. We had Grant Young on earlier, and um, I think it's been a consistent horse, and uh, probably gets its chance in this race on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and would uh, hopefully that can get up for Grant. Move on to race number six, a Jockey Celebration Day handicap over the 1400 benchmark 72. My value is going to be in here, Adam. I like a horse called Galkram in this. Look, royalty. Um, I, I didn't think sort of really set the world on fire. Um, and J- J- Jacobite Prince. Look, it was the run second behind Classy JB. and It's one here, the track and distance. But I just thought that, that Galkram could sneak in. Um, the form line stacks up okay beating Mabel Josephine and Ice Crusher with Ice Crusher going on and winning.
5: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Um, I thought there were a few in that that were really too short. I thought Jacobite Prince is too short. Um, I thought... Left-hand man, if it got across, probably a good chance. Galkram, I think, probably 12 goals is probably a little bit too long it. Um, Agree Royalty uh, had all the favours last night. I can't get anywhere near it. I think it's well, it's, it's scratched, actually, Royalty.
1: Oh, is it? It's, it's out? out They've just rate. opened yeah. the thing. Well, it wasn't scratched this morning, so an update there. Yeah, Beautiful. no, it's,
5: it's out now. Um, I've had a bet on Ricky Bobby. Uh, top panel going on. Forget its last run. Just went forward when mm. you know and did a lot of work. Um, I think it's a it's got a good chance. Ricky Bobby. Uh, it, it's about nine dollars, ten dollars at the moment.
2: Um, I probably agree with you. I think there's a few chances in the race. I like Jacoby Prince, but probably actually like one at odds two. Mick Price's number eleven, Bella Amore.
1: Bella Amore, yeah, looking
2: for better ground. So
1: looking right now. Move on to race number seven. Territory Titan, as Brett says. Or Territory Titan, look, I can't make much of a case for any of the others here. Rothmore at $4, I'd have thought, was way, way too short. Um, Tubby Two Tracks um, does like it at the track, $9.2.50, but Territory Titan for me, Adam.
5: Yeah, agree. A um, couple have come out of that. It. it was a Fala and New Bay Flyer. Uh, Territory Titan actually has accepted for Border Town Sunday with a... Um, Jay Offerman on. Now, surely they'd run it Saturday for the better money. I think, you know, the race is worth sort of, um, you know, double. Um, you couldn't see Rothmore turning the tables on Territory Titan on their last run. Track will be probably, as I said before, a four, which won't help Rothmore. I don't think it's a worry for Territory Titan. Uh, the only one I'm close to, uh, well, the only one that I've actually had a bet on is Taberno. Um which had its first run for John O'Connor last start and and just got beaten. Um, And I would have thought it's got a good chance again, but Territory Titan, definitely first pick. Claire?
2: I like number six jazz star uh, from perhaps each way. Um, Peter Chow from Warnable. Uh, my old stomping ground. Look, he's done a good job, and I think he's coming over to Moorfield Park's looking for some better surfaces to run on.
1: These are widely spread there too. Uh, let's move on to race number eight. Well, there's a few in here to look at. Born a play of John Singleton's come down and obviously went all right. Um, first start for the McAvoy's at Murray Bridge. It's a bit of a step um, from the maiden grade to, to this race in town. Uh and Paris a Corsten's rudder, you know, run okay the past two on the Ballarat synthetic. Sure how much you read into that. Jive baby you can make a case for too, but born to play I'm gonna stick with here. Just found the whole thing a little bit hard to have a look at here, especially some of the form, but I just had to stick with born to play with a three kilo claim. Uh born to play
5: uh scratched. <laughs> it's oh. Um
1: which I, I had clearly first pick.
5: Um uh, just just seeing that that scratch double pockets is also out. Um, probably after, um, that I would have thought strike in style, I'll probably have nearly first pick. Um, I reckon it probably peaked a bit the last 200 first up, fitter, um, always sort of had a, a bit of ability strike in style. So it's probably the way I'd go.
1: Claire?
2: Um, yeah, I think I'm finding it a little bit tough as well. Hot in Paris, I thought Jason Holt will be desperate to get a win on the board new season. Um, but what do you do with, um, has been racing on the synthetic, Strike and style, I like as a horse. Um, It's got to carry a lot of weight and can they be getting home? Are you going to say wounded
1: soldier here?
2: I do like wounded soldier. Yeah, I thought you might. Yeah. Uh, So Karen Burns, Baron Baron Vorster back on board, Um, wounded soldier for me.
1: You can make a case. It's a pretty interesting day's racing, Adam. Can you just maybe for the listeners let us know uh, where or what your bets are, where you're going to be putting your money? Because we're all over the shop. This is probably the widest all our tips have been for, for a card for some time
5: it's just surprising because the, the field sizes are smaller. We've only got eight rates instead of nine. But I'm, I'm a bit the same. I think they're really... I, I guess the, the, best, the best probably for the day would be Territory Titan. Yep. Um, but it's short enough. And the uh, two sort of maybe each way plays, Ricky
1: Bobby and maybe Striking Style. Beautiful, Adam. As always, you've been right on the money. We thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have a chat to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Adam Mintz here, normally right around the money. I'm writing down what he was liking because I think it's going to be a bit of a tough day betting um, on Saturday, Claire.
2: A good bit of insight for race two, number four promoter as well, which is unexposed.
1: Yeah, well, I noticed that in the betting too when that opened up and I saw $3 on mine and then I was like, right, I flicked it like, flick over and see what other prices are getting around. But it looks like it's going to be a good day for Betfair. And that's what we're doing it for, for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly. We'll be back with uh, Claire's bargains and bailouts just after this.
0: The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
1: Welcome back to the SA Bedfair Edge. Miles Fitzner and Claire Lindop with you. Our favourite time of the show, or my favourite time of the show, because we get into the betting. Uh, and it's time for this. Claire Lindop's
0: Bargains and Bailouts for Bedfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hey,
1: before we get into your bargains and bailouts, Claire, absolutely. Like, this is this is something because your lay of the days have been you're four from four in your lay of the days. Absolutely four Bye. from four and been... Yeah, I did. My bargains have
2: been good, but my bailouts have been good. Your
1: true. bargains have been good and your values have been good. But this is what happens. Your lay of the day, i need because of this. That's what All we're right. after. Okay. I've All got right. mouths to feed, Claire, and I need your lay of the day because I'm getting on. You're going to go five from five. So start with your... Start with your lay of the day. What are we getting on? Uh,
2: well, um, so race five I'm looking at. So number six will be okay. It's going to be my value bet for the race.
1: So that's your value bet? Yeah,
2: so now I was going to lay Danger Deal because I think he has always been a bit of a non-winner I've ridden him. I'm sorry to say. Oh, that's one of Leon's. Been, he's always been a little bit soft. Leon's
1: going to ring you in a second <laughs> and go bang.
2: But I see, you'll pick Danger Deal. So now I'm thinking if I pick him as my lay of the day and you've got him as And I've tipped him. him. <laughs>
1: then you're going to go five from five and I get to pay my bills. <laughs> All this will happen. There's no cash
5: here.
1: Here, there's no
0: cash, all right?
1: Cash, no. Robo, no cash.
0: No
2: cash. So no confidence, but number race five, number four, Danger Deal, is my lay of the day. All right. I'm going race five, number six, be okay, Grant Young for my value.
1: Right, and then what's your best?
2: Um, I'm actually going back to race three, number six, Hard Rock Girl for Cosi um, and Beren Vorsto, who I think can get um, off on a good foot for Beren for the
1: Beautiful. My best is going to be race three, number four, Bramavi, the hero. I got it right for the first time. Next best is going to be race seven, number one. We're
2: going head to head with our best as well. Yeah, race race seven,
1: number one, Territory Titan. My value is race six, number 10, Galkram. And my lay of the day which I've been quite good at if you don't say so myself, will be race <laughs> two, number nine, the Olympian. Hey, don't forget to buy your beanies, Claire, um, for the McAvoy Mitchell uh, horse welfare from locosportswear.com.au. Fantastic
2: initiative.
1: That'll be a fantastic initiative. And um, when are we going to the track next? I went to the track... Before, when when can you and I get to the races I'm there next? on the
2: 1st of August, this Saturday.
1: You're there this yes. Saturday? Yes. All right, well, I'm not at the track this Saturday. Been an absolute pleasure with you, Claire. Um, as always, hopefully your leg gets up and we can get that done. Uh, anything else happening on the weekend?
2: Darwin Cup on Monday. Race 12 is the Cup. Um, good field there. Paul Gatt's got a, uh, nine or ten rides on the program, and he's got a good ride, Hustle and Pump, race three.
1: That's all we got time for on the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair, the home of low betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly.